Welcome to the Light-Minded Podcast with your hosts, Kylie and Beck, two clinical hypnotherapists who share a passion for mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Join us each week where we delve into topics that stretch our minds, create curiosity, and lead us to a life of personal growth and empowerment. Discover a whole new level of well-being as we interview like-minded individuals and dish out practical tools to help you elevate yourself to higher ground. Welcome to episode two of the Light-Minded Podcast, and today we have with us our guest, Sonia. And just a little bit of background about Sonia before we crack into it is that Sonia is a, well, she's passionate about all things healing, embodiment, energetics, and mindset for women. And when it comes to helping others, she is fulfilling her soul's work. She deeply desires more for women to break free of confines of modern expectations. And she has worked with women across four continents and is trained in modalities that assist in birth trauma healing, disease root cause analysis, and healing trauma. A published author and speaker, she helps women remember who they are and guides them to expansion through the embodiment of the energetics. Her life is dedicated to breaking away from limitations and embracing an emotionally free and truly joyful life. Welcome, Sonia. Hello, welcome, ladies. (laughs) It's exciting to be here. It's such a blessing having you here. And I think the most, or how I'd like to just begin or kick us off is that I've experienced your work personally Uh, on so many occasions. It's been a massive development point in my journey, but it's also been um, what's inspired me into taking probably one of the steps into hypnotherapy, to be honest. So um, there's a lot of kind of crossovers in terms of what we do as well, but it's been just, I've always Oh, I just thought that everything that you do is phenomenal. And I think that we've had many discussions where I've just been in your DMs on Instagram and been like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is so good. I love this course that you offered or the little kind of workshops that we've done together or the one-on-one sessions have been amazing. So well, it's, thank it's you. It's transformed your life, really, because it's given you that full alignment totally. piece to come and do this work now. So yeah, that's you're, right. you're proof in the, of the, the work <laughs> and how it works. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Sonia, I'm a little bit newer to your work. Um, So I guess for myself and the listeners out there, could you please share a little bit about what led you to where you are now? Uh, Tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, And just was there any, like, any awakenings or any aha moments that you had along the way as well? Yes. So initially where I started on this work was my own healing journey um, after the death of my brother to suicide when I was 17. Mm. And I went down the traditional path of reading a lot of books and getting really into the John Kehoe mindset stuff. And it's I, I went to university actually and studied psychology. And I remember at the time when I was there thinking, this is really boring stuff and I can't see how it helps people. Mm. And just through a beautiful, with that, what I now realise is a trusting of intuition and flow, I went into teaching, became a secondary school teacher, supported children with trauma, learned a lot about trauma during that time. And subsequently, with a life coach that I was working with at that time to empower myself as a teacher, I learned all about energy work and um, some of the tools I used to heal trauma. And I had a massive 
epiphany um, around a breakup with a guy where my life coach said, I want you to use this tool called emotional freedom technique on yourself. Mm -hmm. She knew nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And I went away and I tried this thing, one of the modalities that I now use called tapping. Mm -hmm. And within five, 10 minutes, I had a shift like nothing I've ever felt before in my life, like gnawing anxiety gone in five minutes. And I remember in that moment sitting in my room in my flat in Melbourne going, I think this is about to change my life. Something just happened here today. Um, And that that was it. I I kept teaching. I went away. I learned. I studied. I trained. I became fully immersed in this journey of the mind-body work to heal. Um, And so I'm so grateful that I, you know, listen to my intuition and realise that there's more to healing than just sitting in a in a therapy session and just talking. As you both know, mm. because we know the power of the unconscious mind and we're tapping into that is where we get the big shifts. So that was my personal big life-changing moment. Yeah, yeah that's powerful. Yeah. So amazing. Can you, just with mentioning a little bit about tapping and emotional freedom technique, just for people out there that haven't or aren't well-versed in it or don't know much about it, could you explain a little bit about that? Very briefly, in a nutshell, we call it emotional first aid. And what it is is the recognition that our entire bodies store emotions. And to release them we can't do it by talking, so we have to somehow move the energy in the body. And so what tapping is, is like using acupuncture on invisible channels in the body called meridians. Instead of using needles on them, which an acupuncturist does, we just tap on these points, specific points on the body mm. that sends an invisible energy into the body, which then creates a release of that stored emotion in the body. And then we... Yeah, we just work through, and we can work on anything with tapping, you know, um, stress, anxiety, uh, money blocks, Mm, you know, trauma, you name it. Mm. And would you say that with with tapping on those different meridian points in the body and because emotions, you would say that they're held in the subconscious mind, Mm, right? So it's like you're working with that subconscious part of yes, the mind. 100% because tapping allows us to, it's, it creates what's called a pattern interrupt. So when you're in looping of negative thinking, mm. which creates the negative feelings and they're feeding one another, they're stuck in a cycle of I feel negatively and therefore I think negatively. What tapping does is it, ac- it actually unlocks the unconscious mind. So any um, stored uh patterns of beliefs that you're holding on to, it can go in there and uncover them, Mm. but then release the charge that was created in those moments and events. It's like completing that loop. It completes the loop, yeah. Mm. And then then with tapping too, we can use positive frames to bring that into the unconscious mind to then create a truly transformational shift around how we think because we're locking it in in the subconscious. It's it's amazing, like, having experienced... um, EFT with you or emotional freedom technique is, and we see this a lot with hypnotherapy as well, is that the problem is not the problem. Mm. And so Mm. I've come to you and, you know, you've thrown these questions to stimulate my unconscious part of the mind and it really catches you off guard because it's like fully you're just straight away in a trance and then the problem's not the problem. You go somewhere completely different, like age four, Mm. and it's like, oh, okay, right. So yeah. this is actually unlocking something totally um, unconscious that I wasn't aware of. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because and people come to you with the problem, but what I love is actually 
it's the idea of no longer having the problem that's the problem as well because the problem is a strategy as you mm. both know it's a it's there for a reason it's it's not there to harm us anxiety stress guilt shame they're not there to try and make our lives difficult they're there because they once were there as a strategy or served a purpose mm. to try and help us function or navigate the world around us but then of course they get locked in and they become unresourceful yes. and yeah. so when we get into the unconscious mind and unlock it then we see when we are even just understanding the why, why this is here is mm. that's a game changer in itself because you're no longer a victim of your circumstance. Yeah, you 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 have an understanding which then allows you to perceive things differently and create a new perspective and mm. heal, of course, because this is about healing. Yes. This isn't just about band-aiding mm. and repeating the story and going over and over things. This is about let's. You don't have to carry this stuff with you. It's 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 possible to heal. And would you say in your work you don't even need to deeply get into the no, story, do you? No, I it's don't. It's just locating that emotion to release it. Yeah, mm. and that's even more of my work recently because I've trained in this technique called trauma buster technique, mm. and that is not even about the story. That is about where does the emotion come from? What was the moment you first felt it? Mm. That's all I need to know pinpoint that moment and, and get in there and tap on the energy of the charge. It's called charge, mm. that, that <gasps> freeze, you know, fight, flight, freeze, fawn moment, and you discharge that and all the stories start to dis- dissipate so because the emotion that was keeping them locked in place is just not there anymore. So you're releasing that emotion yes. whilst also settling the nervous system. Yes, yes, and it's, it's all, and that's what I love about these modalities is they are doing everything mindset, the somatics, the body, mm. the unconscious mind, the reprogramming. Using Beautiful. the body to heal the body. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's all about that. You yeah. Know? And I loved how you talked about um, when you were explaining your journey before about really tapping into your intuition Mm. and that flow and I'd really like to kind of explore a bit more about that if that's okay so tapping into I guess understanding around that masculine and feminine energy um, and how sometimes we I guess unknowingly have these out of balance and how we can start to connect to these energies and like you say more of that feminine energy Mm. of that flow that intuition that Trust, trusting trust, self, yeah. yes. And there's another piece you asked at the very beginning, what were my some of my pivotal moments? Mm. Um, I remember being in another relationship situation um, where I was very in my masculine and mm-hmm. doing everything, cleaning the house, being all these things that I look back now and I go, oh, oh, oh. Not, <laughs> nothing wrong with cleaning the house, ladies. It's not about that. <laughs> I, I, when it broke up, I had straight away my intuition went, you were too in your masculine. Right. You never allowed yourself to be. Mm-hmm. And so for the people listening to this, you you know, when you tune into the work of Bex and Kylie, you're going to see that what it's all about is when we're in our masculine, we're in our doing energy, mm-hmm. we're in our mindset, we're in our thinking body. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not in our feeling. We're not feeling, we're thinking. We're using our left brain to make decisions as opposed to the right creative brain, which is the feminine. The feminine is the heart space. It's joy, it's fun, it's play, it's pleasure. It's the and being energy, isn't it? It's the being. Doing. It's yeah. the total being energy. Mm-hmm. And what where the pendulum has swung for women mm-hmm. is, well, thanks feminism. I know it was all about creating equality, but in, mm-hmm. in doing so, it drove a narrative of we have to be more like men Mm. to get ahead, to succeed, and yet that is so far from the reality of what it is to be a truly embodied woman because a truly embodied woman 
acknowledges her emotions, mm. lets them be in her body, allows herself to express all of them when they come to the surface. But we just have to look at our parents' generations to see the stoicism and the, we don't do that, we don't do feelings, bury it down, or she's such mm. a strong woman, oh, she's so strong. And mm. all of that's just forced us into this masculine energy. And it's mm. it's if you just have to look around at the diseases we see in women today, and they're all so um, often dominated by the the, the, the energy centres of the body that are the feminine. So the all the, um, you know, uh, uh, fertility issues mm. and the, um, you know, issues with our ovarians and ovaries and endo and all of those things, mm. there are feminine energy centres. Mm. They're stagnant. Yeah. They are stagnant. They are not being... Um, embodied and used in the way that they're supposed to be. And mm. so it doesn't, when you piece it all together over time and see all the links, you can see why so many women are struggling with issues that are related to their feminine organs. Yeah. And it's, it's not even hard. about sex or gender. Like we all have this masculine yes, feminine energy. Yes. We need to get the balance right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so how do you start to work with women to start to bring back that that balance and start to tap more into their feminine energy? Mm. Well, first I have to, I start with dealing with the trauma of their fears around being enough, being seen, Um. um, feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding their mindset around um, who am I to show up and be joyful and be full of pleasure and fun Mm. when life is tough or everything's hard and this it is all it all comes down the lack of embodiment comes down to fear mm. and guilt and shame and mm. so for a woman to be able to become more vibrant and energized physically mentally emotionally energetically she has to look at the the shame wounds she's carrying and heal those and the fear of being seen mm. because if you look at it from from a timeline perspective of, mm. of the patriarchy going all the way back, women have not been allowed to be seen. Yeah. We've been minimised, we've been burnt as witches at the state. You go, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but... <laughs> oh, we <you>, can. <laughs> but you can see how it's just so... And now we're... And feminism was great because it went, yay, we're allowed to actually fight for it. But the language and everything around it was all about... It was masculine energy. Right. It was forced energy. It was yeah. doing energy, and we're not. Women don't realize we are so freaking powerful when we are in all the different feminine archetypes. Yeah, yeah. Would, would you say that one of the most prevalent emotions that you work with or that you see is shame? Um, Other than for women, it's guilt. guilt. It's guilt. Yes, yeah. and I wish we had a chart here to show this oh, frequency the, of emotions. Oh, scale we, of consciousness. Yes, yeah, scale of consciences. Yeah, yeah, David, yeah. So Do- Doctor David. Hawkins? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I live by that. We'll it's everything. Link that, won't we, somehow? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I show pretty much 90% of the people that I work That's with, same. right? As if you understand those contracted energies mm. um, in the body, I've seen people release them, like go mm. up that scale. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Even that place of like neutrality can almost be that. That's the balance. Yeah, it's a beautiful mm. emotion. But, um, the sh- yeah, it's guilt. It's guilt yeah. mainly. Mm. And that ties into the who am I to. To you know, it's such a dichotomy though, because you see women desperately trying to make their lives perfect and make thing everything feel like they're in control, <laughs> which is then they have a belief that that will create the perception that then I'll feel good. Mm. But if you say to them, okay, I want you to imagine having it all, having the husband and the house and everything beautiful, and you embodying that truly. Mm. 
they could have the external mechanisms, but if you get them to actually focus inwards, they don't feel it at all. And they're so afraid of being that woman that embodies it. Mm, Even though outwardly they may look like they've got it all together and everything's perfect, the reality on the inside is... You know, if they're highly stressed and anxious and overwhelmed and they don't know how to slow down or just be, mm-hmm. we've got to disconnect it's unfamiliar. Here. Yeah, because yeah. it's not, it's not, and it's so ironic that that's our nature, mm. but it feels so unnatural. Yeah, like we almost stay in these self-sabotaging patterns because they become... Well, they're familiar. Familiar, and we consciously know they're not serving us, and it's mm. like, I want to break free of this, but I'm just repeating it and repeating it because... Oh God! It must feel good to be yes. back in that familiar place. <laughs> well, the and brain it's the fear yeah. of stepping into that unfamiliar. Because mm. you'll know this with your work. The brain loves familiarity mm. and predictability. So it's it complex. Do, but yeah, it's it, predictable. Yeah, but if so, the thought of change is just too overwhelming for the unconscious mm. mind. Mm. So then we get stuck in those patterns, and it's like, oh, I don't want to change. I don't want to change. But I do want to change. Mm. But, you know, and, yeah. And then do you think that procrastination comes into all of That's that as a massive well? Getting dr- stuck. Yeah. Driven yeah. by fear. Driven yeah. by a fear. Fear of fear change. Of, yeah, fear of change. Yeah, yeah, fear of change. Fear of being too much. Mm. Um, even a fear of success. Yes. You I'm know? seeing that a lot lately is the that overwhelming fear of success. Mm. Or, oh, gosh. I'll actually. be judged. Yeah. I'll be noticed. Mm. It might get too busy. It might get too much for me. There's, I, you know, I relate to that one quietly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting though, isn't it? Yep. And you've got the whole like tall poppy thing as well oh, in New Zealand yeah. Australia, which is a huge thing as well, Imposter, right? Yeah. yeah, Imposter syndrome. Yeah, massive. Which you do quite a bit with as well, mm. would you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, at the end of the day, not most people aren't out there wanting to be recognised on a stage, and mm. they just want to feel that they are enough, mm. that they're doing a great job. And that they they are enough as they are, yeah. and I think that's and and it's that's what drives the perfectionist um, behaviour is there's a belief that I'm not enough as I am, mm. and so if they can come to that place of, oh you know what who cares if the kitchen's messy for a day and yeah. you know it's the little micro behaviours that overwhelm us over time because we're trying to lob everything in to make us feel good, yeah. then as soon as you come to this place of, actually, I'm enough as I am. Yeah, mm. and all those little tasks don't make you worthy. Mm. You're just worthy because you are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's so often, I remember there was somebody that I was, um, that I'm a real fan of. I think it might be somebody like Peter Crone or something like that who does some phenomenal work. And he talks about how he often sees when he works with people this um, underlying feeling of an inadequacy, mm. that everything comes back to this inadequacy. Yeah. Mm. But it's like what we're taught from, like, you know, little kids right through, you know, being at school and everything as well, where it's like shifting of this goalpost to this next goal, this next illusion mm. of whatever that we've got to meet mm. when... And you think about how children are punished, especially in my generation, yes. um, from the boomers. Bless you all. You're doing the best you can. Um, <laughs> the but you know, have. you know, it's exactly. it's you, you come running in with something that you've shared, and you're really excited. You've got muddle over your hands. You're mm. two years of age. You're like, look what I made! I made a cake. Mm. What are you doing in here? Mm. Right, yelled and screamed mm. at. Two year old doesn't know that. It's more about, you know, parents feeling a bit overwhelmed by mud being in the house and mm. can't cope with the mess. And so a two-year-old just sits there and goes, oh, wow, it's not okay to be creative. Yeah. I'm not enough yeah, as I am. block that creativity at such mm. a young age. Yes. And, so sad. And then the, the kid genuinely does believe that it is actually a Amazing. Cake. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then we just dumb it gets dumbed down and we get yelled at and told off and then that happens, you know, repeatedly growing up and then we just start to go, Well, what's the point of, you know, putting myself out there or mm. being noticed because I'm just gonna get pushed down anyway. And not allowed mm. to feel certain things. Yeah. And it's often because that parent's overwhelmed in that moment and it's uncomfortable for the parent rather than the child mm. themselves. Yes. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the child in that moment. Yeah. And the you know, whole idea if you fall over or something and then it's like, Oh, brush it off, you're okay. Okay, like get over it kind of thing so you're taught that oh you're not allowed to express pain or sadness or whatever you're experiencing in that moment or have an ice cream yeah. that'll make you feel better yeah, yeah. and I spoke to that um yesterday with a friend and they were kind of like oh wow I never thought that like rewarding children with you know like an external food yeah. could be mm. problematic later on and then that makes sense when you go into the idea of the overeating, emotional eating, when you're not feeling good. Mm. Because, of course, it's, you know, it's never about when I work with women, it's never about the food and the trigger. And, oh, sugar's addictive. It's about what you're seeking unconsciously mm. that you think that food is going to give you. So, yeah. you know, then you reach for the, the, the you know, unresourceful behaviours because they're giving, they're giving you something that you think you need. You're giving it gain in that moment. Mm. And it's a strategy, again, yeah. of coping a coping mechanism. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. It's amazing when you start to unpack, isn't it, and just bring awareness to all these different and areas and all the, all the behaviours. And it's, you know, like you say, we're all just doing the best we can yeah, with what we know at the time with the resources that we have. But. Yeah. And we have, um, oh, it's completely gone out of my mind now, but, um, yeah, you are. Like, we are just doing the best what we can with the resources that we have in any given moment. But it's the self-awareness piece. That's mm, what I was going to say, yes. is that when we discover that awareness, it's like, oh, wow. Now, I can, now I can create change. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, because yeah. I've actually got the awareness to do something about it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a gift. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the self-awareness can be quite confronting, too. So having someone, that's why I stipulate work with someone, because mm. if you do, then you have someone who can hold that space for you, especially in your wounds, your shame wounds, mm. that has the empathy piece to let you go, that's okay, you know, yeah. you, you were doing the best you could in that moment. Mm. But, you know, if we bring some of that stuff up and then we don't allow it to be integrated and processed properly, this is why I, you know, erred away from the talk therapy right back at the beginning because if we go away and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and then we do nothing to release it energetically, somatically or unconsciously in the mind... It's just, it's brought to the surface and then we actually go through a, a piece where we're re-traumatised. Mm. So you have to be really careful of that as well. Yeah. But just knowing that whatever you've been through, there's a solution somewhere out there. Yes. yes. Ladies. Isn't, yes. That, isn't that nice, just that word solution, rather than, you know, circulating on the mm. problem as like, oh, yeah. we're going to look for the solution now. Mm. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And it is that compassionate piece. I think that this work makes you a really compassionate oh. individual, right? Like... The problem's never the problem, yeah. like we were talking about earlier and, you know, before we actually started airing. And, yeah, I just think that over the years, and I haven't really been in this work anywhere near as long as what you have, but it's like just makes you so compassionate oh, for the human experience. Mm. Yeah. And, human experience. And, seeing, <laughs> and seeing that um, when someone's having a moment and they're triggered, when you've done a lot of your own healing work, you see it, you know, you see them, you see the child and the adult mm. having the meltdown and you see the six-year-old and your husband coming out or the yeah. five-year-old and your wife and you go, and a child. you know what, I don't have to take this personally. Mm, this, yes. is, I can, this is not about me right now. Mm. Yeah, that's. I think that is the that power of healing. Person, personal. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Man, well, we're going to have to get you back again, I think, because <laughs> I had a whole list of questions and I've got through oh, like really? two of them. Oh, yeah, gosh. <laughs> there's so much to unpack and hopefully, yeah, yeah we can get you back again. Cause I'd it's love to be amazing. back. It's great. This yeah. work is powerful and so it's so powerful. amazing to watch women out there just recognizing I'm I'm ready to do this now. I'm ready to feel yeah. good. And I, I used to lean towards wanting to work with men because of my brother um losing mm. his life. But I've realized actually the peace and healing humanity is in helping women heal. Yeah. Because we are so much easier to tap into the heart space that when we do, um, we actually can then hold space for the, the, the men. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women go, oh, I'm so sick of being there for them. them. And <laughs> I go, yes, but you have to get out of That's ego, right? That's mm-hmm. ego. Yeah. What would love do? Come into the heart space. What would love do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would love do? Beautiful. I love that. That's one of my favourite questions. That is so good. Well, we were going to ask you what's your favourite quote, and I almost feel like <laughs> that's kind of a lovely way to <laughs> yes, kind of wrap yes, up, right? It's yeah. like, what would love do? What would love do? Would yeah. Love do. Yeah, but before we wind up um, and kind of, you know, send you on your way as such, is what or how can people get in touch with you, Sonia? What would you say is the best way to kind of reach out if they want to do work with you or open up a conversation? I'm on Instagram mainly these days. I'm just under my name, Sonia Cortis. Cortis, spelt C-O-U-R-T-I-S, which you'll share in the handles. Mm. Um, And, yeah, I'm, I'm launching a few programs later in the year specifically to help women with coming back to remembering the truth of who they are and their own magic. Amazing. And those programs will be kind of three months. Yeah, about a three-month program, the first one. Yeah. Awesome. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Great. Can't wait. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom. Like you're just phenomenal (laughs) with the work that you do. So yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks for letting me hold space for you because I didn't know you from a bar of soap back in the day when we first started working together. So that that you know, we'd only, you know, sort of connected briefly, but I that I, I had that realization the other day. What a privilege it is to do this work, mm. and and you know it is a privilege, yeah, to, to be there and help people do the healing. It's yeah, I'm very grateful every day. Yeah, I so thank I you. And keep yes, doing your amazing you. work too. <laughs> Get the message out there. Yeah, awesome. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so thank much. Thank you. From our hearts to yours, lead your life with light. And if you enjoyed this, spread the word, sprinkle some kindness, share with your friends and follow the journey. You never know, it might just help a loved one.